0: Hi, welcome to the Awesome Kids Podcast. I am your host, Jan Talon. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. With my own marriage and with my clients, I have worked to help us avoid that pain of divorce and achieve the grand balance of being married forever while parenting together using the DNA method of communication. It means that we have looked at what we dream and what we desire, and we have used necessary skills to help us achieve that by applying those skills in wise ways within our marriages and when parenting our kiddos. We know this is worth the work and it's very rewarding. Today, our topic is all about using our imagination to build confidence. And this is a timeless podcast because we are always, as adults and as kiddos, encountering new things. And we can either become scared and a little shaky or unsure of ourselves, losing our confidence or lower confidence, or we can be confidently confident of ourselves and what we are able to do. Imagination plays a significant role in building up and maintaining confidence. So, let's talk first of all about what do I mean by imagination. And I think of using our imagination is using our brain to create an idea or a plan of what we would like different, of what we would like accomplished. So, my imagination might say that tonight I want to accomplish finishing this podcast and then getting things set up for laundry and going to Chicago over the weekend. Now, does it take my imagination in that? The answer to that is some of that is yes. Because I have been imagining throughout the day the things that I have to remember to pack up to go to Chicago to see my daughter. And so is it creative? Not necessarily. But I haven't been running that list through my brain and saying, don't forget this, don't forget that. The answer is yes. And that's part of the confidence that I won't forget things. What about you? When do you use your imagination? Do you imagine what supper's going to be like and how you're going to put it together and how it's going to be presented or brought to the table? Are you imagining macaroni and cheese in the pan on a hot pad? Plop, there you go, some grapes and some milk done. It's a fine meal. As you Imagine it it helps our brains take the steps in order to be able to create it so that when we are doing it and the kids are around and it's sort of a messy supper time you can follow the steps because your brain has already practiced it and that's part of what imagination does is it practices those steps but maybe you're thinking I was going to make macaroni and cheese but boy I am low on milk I wonder what I can substitute. Now, listen to your imagination. What are you going to do if you have to substitute because you don't have milk? You can use water. You can use cream. I don't know. Would a little hazelnut cream taste really good in that macaroni and cheese? Sounds like ooh to me, but maybe you'd like it. But that's your imagination working in saying to your body and to your emotions, I can figure this out. What stops us from using our imagination? Usually when we focus on the I can'ts, it won't work. Oh, uh, nope, there's no way around that. When we focus on the obstacles, our confidence goes down. And so does our imagination. Because it turns off and sort of just shuts down the electrical circuitry that works in your brain for problem solving. And it lets the fear of I can't and the low confidence sort of shut down your brain. Anxiety goes higher and that short circuits electricity into matching your emotions with your thoughts which is what creativity does is pull those emotions and thoughts together to create different pathways or different ways of solving a problem this information about confidence and imagination and anxiety is true for us as adults it's also true for our kiddos when you hear them say mom i can't They're pretty stuck. Their brain is pretty frozen. And it's probably going to take some of you coming alongside of them with empathy and with care to help them get around whatever they're stuck with. I had a little girl the other day. We have a good selection of dolls in this house. and She was trying to get the clothes off from the doll. And the dolly's arm was sort of rubbery. The clothes were sort of snug on her arm. And it wasn't sliding off she was pretty frustrated, almost to tears. It's just a dolly. But she was stuck. So we sat down on the floor for a minute. I just pulled her on my lap and I said, let's see once, how can we get this dolly to get her clothes off? And so we helped her relax. Imagination is hard to work if you're all uptight. We helped her relax and we took a minute to look at how the clothes were stuck and how we could get her arm to move around a little bit so that it could slide out of the clothes. But we had to imagine, we had to study the problem for a little bit, and then we had to imagine, would that work if we twisted her arm a little more backwards? Thankfully, it was a doll, and her arm slipped around a little more backwards, and that helped release the clothes. What am I suggesting here? That part of using our imagination in building our confidence is often having somebody alongside of us. It helps to hold us steady and helps us to overcome the obstacles. So when you're talking with somebody, your spouse or your kiddo, about a problem-solving situation and you hear that, I can't or it won't work or no, that won't happen, you can hear that there's probably some anxiety or some worry in there and sort of the push to stay stuck where you are. Now, if you can, and I hope that you can, lead to a place of let's just keep twirling this around until we see what other options are there. So, if I go back to the macaroni and cheese piece, and somebody suggests the hazelnut cream, and I go, Oh, no, that's a bad idea. And somebody else says, Well, we could try some ice cream. And you go, Hmm, we could. You think it's worth it? And somebody says, Well, let's imagine what that would taste like. And so we go a little sweeter, wonder how much ice cream we'd have to use, right? And we say, well, let's imagine that that goes really bad and the kids are still hungry. What are we going to do instead? And somebody says, just serve them ice cream. Forget the macaroni and cheese. Option, right? Listen, because this is creative thinking. Somebody else says, well, you could serve them ice cream, but you could also then make sure that they have some peanut butter on a spoon or make sure that we give them some French toast with their ice cream. We could make them scrambled eggs and ice cream. Hmm, listen to how we just problem solved the what if the macaroni and cheese goes south. Because we kept putting different unique pieces together to see once what actually might work. Would it be a normal meal? Certainly not. Would it be memorable? Probably. Right? And what have we done now? Because we problem solved together, instead of saying no, 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 and we said maybe, hmm, That's interesting. As we did those things, we not only built a conversation and some dinner ideas, we also built a better relationship. That is why, when we blend imagination and let it grow into confidence through our conversations, these relationships become strong. We keep a sense of humor. We don't shut everybody down with insult or with fear. But instead, we are playfully and creatively trusting that what the other person adds to it will build cooperation and camaraderie. Now, listen to how that has just gone. We started out with we have to imagine what to do with macaroni and cheese when we don't have any milk. And from there, we came up with all sorts of fun ideas. Now we're laughing together, and we're making dinner, and we're seeing what's going to happen. We might refine it down a little bit, and we might have a backup plan sort of ready to go. What we've done now is problem-solve, and we have confidence not just in that dinner will be fine. Whatever it is will be fine. We have confidence that even if it goes south, we've got good friends around we're going to make a great memory regardless. And that's part of where we want this imagination to go, is to build that confidence and to build cooperation and camaraderie. Let's think for a minute that you have a personal goal, a personal thought. And you don't really tell anybody about it, but you keep thinking, I've got to get better at being this parent person. Somehow my parenting has to figure out how to change some. But you're just sort of clueless. You don't really feel like things from your mom or your dad you really want to copy. It feels outdated. It never really set well with you as a kid. And you feel sort of stuck. I want you to think for a little bit about if you are going to be a better parent. Don't think of it as an overall big deal. Think of it as I would like to be a better parent in this area. So pick a specific area where you would like to become better. You would like to have more confidence and more skill. Let's say that when the kids are loud and crazy, you would like to be a better parent by staying calm instead of becoming so anxious about the noise that you explode and yell at everybody. First, you're going to imagine for yourself what would that feel like. This is imagination. This is an actual happening. The kids are not screaming around you. You're driving around in the car or you're just sort of folding laundry or you're mowing the grass. And you're imagining what would it be like to feel calm while the kids are screaming. Now let your body feel that some. You won't be able to go all in on the first time around here, but you're going to imagine What does it feel like to be calm while it's really crazy noisy? Feel that for a minute. Now, as you feel that, begin to think about what you would like to say in the middle of the crazy. You want to say, hey, everybody's got to be quiet. Or, it's time to be quiet. We have to now move over here and sit down and eat. So you have to stop screaming and actually get your body over to your chair. Imagine what you want to say and then imagine how you want to say it. First of all, you're going to imagine your emotion. I'm going to feel calm. Now, what do I want to say calmly? Hello, it's time to go sit down. Your chair is the second one on the end. Go find it. So, I'm going to plan what I want to say. And I might say something specifically to each kid as I come near them. This is how I would plan it in my mind. I haven't done a thing here in talking to any kids yet. I'm just thinking about it while I'm mowing the grass. And I'm thinking, with this kiddo, I'm going to hold their hand and I'm going to say, Your chair's right here, have a seat. And with this kiddo, I'm going to say, You know what? There's a nickel underneath that if you sit on it fast enough. And I'm going to joke with them. I'm going to, with my eyes and my touch and my tone, I'm going to sort of break up the noise by getting everybody over there. Now, it might be that I think, maybe I'm going to try to whisper. I'm gonna, I may have to whisper sort of loudly, but I might, in my planning, how I'm going to say it, I might start whispering, supper's ready. Aren't you hungry? Go sit down. Find your seat. First one to sit gets the corn first. I'm going to practice it in my mind. I might even practice some of it out loud by myself. And if I'm mowing the grass, I probably can do that. Nobody's going to care, right? But listen to how I want to practice feeling calm and I'm going to practice how I want to interact. What do I want to say and how do I want to say it? Now, We're messing around with other people, right? And we cannot control how they are going to behave. They are still responsible for that. So I am going to plan how I'm going to respond to their responses to me. Okay, because I can take it as an insult or as total disrespect if they don't do what I ask them to do right now. And then my anxiety can go all high and crazy again. Or if I'm going to continue using my imagination here, I can decide in my mind, in my imagination, I'm going to stay calm. They can be as insulting as what they want. My end game is seated at the table, time to eat. And getting them to transition from roughhousing to actually recognizing their hunger and eating. And so I'm just going to stay calm and keep saying the same things over in three to five times. Because I know that kiddos, especially, even adults, often don't hear things the first time. They're so into their own game and what else they're goofing off with. They don't hear you. It's not an insult. It's how their brain works. Yours does too. The second time, they might have gone, huh, but everybody else is still goofing off. So it just got through out the window again. The third time, somebody caught on. And if I can see that somebody who caught on the third time, they're my lead person to the table. But I might have to say it five times. Calmly, and that's what I'm going to imagine, is how can I say, get to the table, go sit down, it's time to eat, move your feet that way how can I do that calmly 15 different ways? So that by the time I'm done imagining this, I have imagined lots of different ways for me to interact that won't throw me off my game plan of sitting at the table and eating without everybody crying. And here. This takes some concentration in our minds, but the more we practice what we're going to do in our brains, the more our brains now build a pathway so that when we're under some of this tension with all of the noise that three little ones roughhousing together can make, we don't have to f- create a new brain pathway. It's already developed because you've been imagining it and practicing it in your mind. This is certainly a way that builds confidence because you aren't starting it under pressure. You're starting it in the confidence and the safety of your own brain. Remember that, especially for kiddos, but even for your spouse or other people you're in a close relationship with, that when you're proposing something new, Probably this isn't sitting at the table, but it might be I'd like to propose a different way to do bedtime. Or I'd like to propose a way for you and me, husband and wife, to have a little more time together. Here's my idea that often that gets resistance the first time. They throw up obstacles because they're not confident. Not confident they will like it. They haven't had time to go into their imagination and imagine it. You have, they haven't. So they have a pause button on that of wait a minute, I have to imagine this for a minute. Okay. And when they switch to doing something new, they have to be sure that they trust you. And so because you've practiced it in your mind and you know what you want your end game to be, You would talk about it with them and bring them into your imaginary process. So let's say that husband and wife would like to somehow not just be so tired that they sit down, watch a 30-minute show, and go to bed. Not a word said about how are we or anything. And so somebody is imagining that on Tuesdays there isn't nearly as much going on. And so maybe we could really work together to get the kids in bed. And then we could brush our teeth and wash our face, sort of just get ourselves refreshed a little bit. And we could sit in the other room, the not TV room. And maybe we could light a candle. And maybe we could just take 30 minutes, that's usually a show, and say, how are you? And we could say three good things to each other. And we could say one request. And we could end with, you know that I love you and I'm thankful you did this for me this week. And it takes about 30 minutes. Now you've been thinking about it perhaps all week, wondering whether or not your spouse will even be willing to think about doing something like that. Remember that we'll have a new feeling for them and they need time to imagine this as well. So give them some time to do that. You've just had 24 hours to daydream about it, to imagine it. Give them some time to imagine it too. And remember that when you're imagining something and it's something as vulnerable as that, that saying, I'm willing to try it, is a good sentence. Because trying it says, I'm willing to lean into trust with you. I'm willing to explore this imaginary idea to see once if it builds confidence between us. It's a good place to start with let's try it. Let's do it three times and see what's what we think. And we can do this with our kiddos. We can do this with our spouses. We can even do it when we're just trying something new ourselves. Is that we start with imagination. What is a new way of approaching an old problem? We're going to think about it. How do I feel? What do I want to feel? What would I want to say? How would I want to say it? And how would I want to behave or engage other people? then we're going to think a little bit more about watching out for that self-talk of I can't, or this won't work, or they'll never cooperate. Or the self-talk of, you know, I won't, I'm not worth it. No one will really listen to me. No one will invest in me. And we're going to imagine more positive, affirming words to ourselves and words that we would say to others. You see, confidence has kindness in it. It has empathy. Because there's an understanding that I can and I will be okay, even if it doesn't go great, that those elements of confidence help us to stay calm and be cooperative and kind. And now you get a really nice sort of Swirling circular build to this that compounds in a very lovely way. Because the more confident we are, the more kind we can be, because we know that we will be okay. And the more kind we are to other people, the more they will cooperate with what they know is good for them, but also what is good for the relationships and family life. And as people cooperate more, they become more calm and they become more creative. And this is true, no matter who's in your family, no matter what age or stage. You can hear, I love the idea of using your imagination to build your confidence and helping your kiddos use their imaginations to build their confidence around building towers, around changing dolly clothes, around how would they make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, around how to put their shoes on differently, around what to do with water play outside this summer. Find ways to say yes to imaginations that are really safe. Because it builds creativity and it builds a confidence. I'm cheering for you. Imagination and confidence is so much fun when it's a fabric of a family and when it's a fabric of a couple. So, Go ahead, dream up what you want, and then use those skills of confidence and kindness and compassion. Use those skills really well with your little ones and with your spouse so that you build one of the best family life and memories you could ever have. I'm cheering for you. Always grateful you've stopped by, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.